Chapter thirty five of Science in Short Chapters. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anita Sloma Martinez. Science in Short Chapters by W. Matthew Williams. Chapter thirty five the origin and probable duration of petroleum in spite of the enormous quantities of mineral oil that are continuously drawn from the earth and the many places from which it may thus be drawn geologists are still puzzled to account for it if it were commonly associated with coal the problem of its origin would be solved at once we should then be satisfied that natural mineral oil is produced in the same manner as the artificial product, that is, by the heating and consequent distillation of certain kinds of coal or of bituminous shales. But as a matter of fact, it is but rarely that petroleum is found in the midst of coal seams, though it is sometimes so found. I visited some years ago a coal mine in Shropshire, known as the Tarry Pit, thus named on account of the large quantity of crude mineral oil of a rather coarse quality that exuded from the strata pierced by the shaft it ran down the sides of the shaft filled the sump that is the well at the bottom of the shaft in which the water draining from the mine should accumulate for pumping and annoyed the colliers so seriously that they refused to work in the mine unless the nuisance was abolished it was abolished by tubbing the shaft with an oil-proof lining built round that part from which the oil issued the tar as the crude oil was called was then pumped out of the sump and formed a pool which has since been filled up by the debris of the ordinary mine workings a publican in the black country of south stratfordshire discovered an issue of inflammable vapour in his cellar collected it by thrusting a pipe into the ground and used it for lighting and warming purposes as well as an attraction to customers these and other cases that might be cited although exceptional are of some value in helping us to form a simple and rational theory of the origin of this important natural product they prove that mineral oil may be produced in connection with coal seams and apparently from the coal itself a sound theory of the origin of petroleum is of practical as well as theoretical value inasmuch as the very practical question of the probable permanency of supply depends entirely on the nature of the origin of that supply some very odd theories have been put forth especially in america seeing that petroleum is commonly found associated with sandstone and limestone especially in cavities of the latter it has been supposed that these minerals somehow produce it turning back to the grocer for april eighteenth eighteen seventy two i find some speculations of this kind quoted from the petroleum monthly the writer sets aside altogether as an antiquated and exploded fallacy the idea that petroleum is produced from coal and maintains that petroleum is mainly produced from or generated through limestone and argues that the generation of petroleum by such rocks is a continuous process from the fact that exhausted wells have recovered after being abandoned his explanation being that the formerly abandoned territory was given up 
because the machinery for extracting petroleum from the earth exceeded in its power of exhausting the fluid the generative powers by which it is produced these generative powers somehow residing in the limestone and sandstone but how is not specified some writers have however gone a little further toward answering the question of how limestone may generate petroleum they have pointed to the fossilized remains of animals their shells etc existing in the limestone and have supposed that the animal matter has been distilled and has thus formed the oil if such a process could be imitated artificially by distilling some of the later deposits of similar fossil character this theory would have a better basis or even if a collection of oysters mussels or any other animal matters could by distillation be shown to produce an oil similar to petroleum the contrary is the case we may obtain oil from such material but it is utterly different from any kind of mineral oil while on the other hand by distilling natural bituminous shales or cannel coal or peat we obtain a crude oil almost identical with natural petroleum and the little difference between the two is perfectly accounted for by the greater rapidity of our methods of distillation as compared with the slow natural process we may go on approximating more and more nearly to the natural petroleum by distilling more and more slowly as it is the refined products of the natural and artificial oil which is commercially distilled in scotland are scarcely distinguishable some of them are not at all distinguishable the solid paraffin for example i now offer my own theory of the origin of oil springs to render this the more intelligible let us first consider the origin of ordinary water springs st winifred's well at holywell in flintshire may be taken as an example not merely on account of its magnitude but because it is quite typical and is connected with limestone and sandstone in about the same manner as are the petroleum wells of pennsylvania here we have a wondrous uprush of water just between the sandstone and mountain limestone rocks which amounts to above twenty tons per minute and flows down to the Dee, a small river turning several water-mills. It is certain that all this water is not generated either by the limestone or the sandstone from which it issues, nor can it be all generated on the spot. The true explanation of its origin is simple enough. The mountain limestone underlies the coal measures and crops up obliquely at Holywell against this oblique subterranean wall of compact rock impermeable to water abuts a great face of down-sloping strata of porous sandstone and porous shales these porous rocks receive the rain which falls on the slopes of the hope mountain and other hills which they form this water sinks into the millstone grid of these hills and percolates downwards until it reaches the limestone barrier into which it cannot penetrate it here accumulates as a subterranean reservoir which finds an outlet at a convenient natural fissure and as the percolation is continuous the spring is a constant one some of the water travels many miles underground before it thus escapes hundreds of other smaller instances might be quoted 
the above being the common history of springs which start up whenever the underground waters that flow through porous rocks or soil meet with compact rocks or impermeable clay and thus being able to proceed no further downwards accumulate and produce an overflow which we call a spring if water can thus travel underground why not oil although the oil springs or oil wells are not immediately above or below coal seams they are all within measurable distance of great coal formations the oil territory of pennsylvania is in fact surrounded by coal some of it anthracite which is really a coke such as would be produced if we artificially distilled the hydrocarbons from coal and then compress the residue as the anthracite has certainly been pressed by the strata resting upon it the rocks in immediate contact and proximity to coal seams the coal measures as they are called are mostly porous some of them very porous and thus if at any period of the earth's long history a seam of coal became heated as we know so many strata are and have been heated a mineral oil would certainly be formed would first permeate the porous rocks as vapor, then be condensed and make its way through them, following their dip or inclination until it reached a barrier, such as the limestone forms. It would thus in after ages be found, not among the coal it was formed, but at the limestone or other impermeable rock by which its further percolation was arrested. This is just where it actually is found limestone although not porous like shales and sandstones is specially well adapted for storing large subterranean accumulations on account of the great cavities to which it is liable nearly all the caverns in this country in ireland where they abound in america and other parts of the world are in limestone rocks they are especially abundant in the carboniferous limestone which underlies the coal measures and this is explained by the fact that limestone may be dissolved by rain-water that is oozed through vegetable soil or has soaked fallen leaves or other vegetable matter and thereby becomes saturated with carbonic acid where the petroleum finds a crevice leading to such cavities it must creep through it and fill the space thereby forming one of the underground reservoirs supplying those pumping wells that have yielded such abundance for a while and then become dry but if this theory is correct it does not follow that the drying of such a well proves a final stoppage of the supply for if the cavity and crevice are left more oil may ooze into the crevice and flow into the cavity and this may continue again and again throughout the whole oil district so long as the surrounding feeders of permeable strata continue saturated or nearly so the magnitude of these feeding grounds may far exceed that of the district wherein the springs occur or where profitable wells may be sunk seeing that the localizing of profitable supply depends mainly on the stoppage of further oozing away by the action of the impermeable barrier a well sunk into the oozing strata itself would receive a very small quantity only that which in the course of its passage came upon the well sides while at the junction between the permeable and the impermeable rocks the accumulation may include all that reach the whole surface of such junction or contact many square miles to test this theory thoroughly it would be necessary to make borings 
not merely at the wells but in their neighbourhood where the porous rocks dip towards the limestone and to bring up sample cores of these porous rocks and carefully examine them dr sterry hunt has done this in the oil yielding limestone rocks of chicago but not in those of the nearest coal measures as the oil industry of america is of such great national importance an investigation of this kind is worthy of the energies of the american government geologists it would throw much light on the whole subject and supply data from which the probable duration of the oil supply might be approximately calculated such an investigation might even do more than this by proving the geological conditions upon which depend the production of petroleum springs new sources may be discovered just as new coal seams have been discovered in accordance with geological prediction or as the practical discovery of the austrian gold fields was so long preceded by sir roderick murchison's theoretical announcement of their probable existence when the kerosene wells were first struck the speculations concerning their probable permanency were wild and various some maintained that it was but a spurt a freak of nature limited to a narrow locality and would soon be over others asserted forthwith that american oil like everything else american was boundless neither had any grounds for their assertions and therefore made them with the usual boldness of mere dogmatism then came a period of scare started by the fact that wells which had first spouted an inflammable mixture of oil and vapour high into the air soon became quiescent and from spouting wells became flowing wells merely pouring out on the surface a small stream at first which gradually declined to a dribble and finally ceased to flow at all even those that started modestly as flowing wells did the latter and thus appeared to become exhausted this exhaustion however was only apparent as was proved by the application of pumps which drew up from wells that had ceased either to spout or flow large and apparently undiminishing quantities of crude oil further observation and thought revealed the cause of these changes it became understood that the spouting was due to the tapping of a rock cavity containing oil of such varying densities and volatility that some of it flew out as a vapour or boiled at the mean temperature of the air of the country or that of the surrounding rocks such being the case the cavity was filled with high-pressure oil vapour straining to escape if the borehole tapped the crown or highest curve of the roof of such an oil cavern it opened directly into the vapour there accumulated and the vapour itself rushed out with such force that a pillar of fire was raised in the air if a light came within some yards of the orifice we are told of heavy iron boring rods that were shot up to wondrous heights and we may believe these stories if we please if the borehole struck lower down somewhere on the sloping sides or in the shallow lower branches of the oil cavern it dipped at once into liquid oil and this oil being pressed by the elastic vapour of the upper part was forced up as a jet of spouting oil in either case these violent proceedings soon came to an end for as the vapour or oil poured out the space above the oil level where the vapour had been confined was increased and its pressure diminished 
till at last it barely sufficed to raise the oil to the surface and afterwards failed to do that it is quite clear from this that the supplies are not inexhaustible the quantity of vapor having been limited there must also be a limit to the quantity of oil giving off this vapor the space in the oil cavern occupied by this vapor having been limited there must be a limit to the space occupied by the oil the quantity of oil may be ten times a hundred times a thousand times or ten thousand times greater than that of the vapor but in either or any case it must come to an end at last sooner later if there were but a few wells here and there as at other similar places such as rangoon the persian oil wells etc the pumping might continue for centuries and centuries but this is not the case in america the final boundaries of the oil-bearing strata may not yet have been reached but so far as they are known they are riddled through and through and pumped in every direction so that the end must come at last though with our present knowledge we cannot say when we can however say how it must come it will not be a sudden stoppage but a gradual exhaustion indicated by progressive diminution of supply we shall not be suddenly deprived of this important source of light and cheerfulness but we may at any time begin to feel the pinch of scarcity and consequent rise of price this rise of price will check the demand and bring forth other supplies from sources that now cannot be profitably worked on account of the cheapness of american petroleum many of the countries now largely supplied from america have oil springs of their own which a rise of price will speedily bring into paying operation we have nothing to fear the fact that in spite of the ruinous prices that have recently prevailed the scotch oil makers continue to exist at all shows us what they may do with the rise of even a few pence per gallon the thickness and area of the dark shales from which their oil is distilled are so great that their exhaustion is very far remote indeed the americans have similar shales to fall back upon when the spontaneous product ceases to flow but they are quite incapable of competing with us at home on equal terms that is when both have to obtain the oil as a manufactured product of artificial distillation if anything like moderation were possible in america the first indications of scarcity would be followed by some economy in working but this is not to be anticipated it is more likely that the first rise of prices will attract additional speculation and the sinking of more wells in the hope of large profits and this of course will shorten the period of gradual exhaustion the commencement of which may for aught we know be very near at hand especially if the new projects for using petroleum as furnace fuel under steam boilers and for the smelting puddling and founding of iron and other metals are carried out as they may be so easily at present prices and with the aid of pipelines to carry the crude or refined oil from the wells to any part of the great american continent where it may be required in large quantities the old story of the goose that laid the golden eggs seems to be in course of repetition in transatlantic petrolia since the above was written i have received from dr Sterry hunt a copy of his interesting chemical and geological essays in one of which he expounds a theory of the origin of petroleum 
he states that it appears to him that the petroleum or rather the materials from which it has been formed existed in the limestone rocks from the time of their first deposition and that petroleum and similar bitumens have resulted from a peculiar transformation of vegetable matters or in some cases of animal tissues analogous to those in composition the objections on page two seventy five apply to the animal tissues of this theory and as regards the vegetable matter i think it fails from the want of anything like an adequate supply in these limestone rocks End of chapter 35